princess without voice, what would I say? be the most sensitive asset ever to be housed in this facility. You may think that thing looks human. Stands on two legs, right? But we're created in the Lord's image. You don't think that's what the Lord looks like, do you? This creature is intelligent, capable of language, of understanding emotions. doesn't know how I am incomplete. He sees me as I am. The natives in the Amazon worshipped him as a god. Get him out? What are you talking about? No. We need to take it apart, learn how it works. I don't want an intricate, beautiful thing destroyed. We can do nothing. I'm sorry. Don't do this, Elasa. What is she saying? Don't do this. Oh, God, it's not even human. If I told you about her, what would I say? I wonder. to Film Punch. We just watched The Shape of Water, directed by Guillermo del Toro, and nominated for several Oscars. Uh, I am here with... I'm Laura J. Kim. And I'm your host, Dave Klingerman. So, The Shape of Water is essentially a love story with the creature from the Black Lagoon. Um, and even it, in like, director discussions with uh, or conversations with Guillermo del Toro, he he said the creature in the Black Lagoon was a, a big influence on, on this movie. Um, and it's actually the same creature and actor who was in... Uh, Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. Doug Jones. In the second one, right? Or in the... Um, oh, I can't think of the... Hellboy. Hellboy 2. Oh, I haven't seen that, that one. Okay, yeah. Um, it's same. I, I might even be like the same suit and everything. I'm not sure it was any different. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's basically about a mute cleaning lady who falls in love with this creature who has been taken from its habitat in South America and is basically being abused by the uh, uh, head of the department that's uh, experimenting on this or like observing the creature I'm not 
wasn't real clear what they were trying to or what their goal was other than like observing it. I mean, in a think, tank. I think they. Try, I think those are the owned by those military people. They try to make a creature to use as a war. That's the like. That's a, like making a weapon. Mm-hmm. It could be a weapon. I will say weapon, and it could be like a spy. Mm-hmm. They put him in the water and spying on. You know, they could go across the waters. And they did mention that they were trying to figure out how to adapt its skin or breathing apparatus mm-hmm. to yes. sending so humans it, into space. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So Which, like, during uh, the whole arms race with Russia, right. exactly. anything to get an edge on the, the Russians exactly. is and, a good thing. Yeah, and we have to talk about the ear of the movie. And yes. that was uh, back in time. Mm-hmm. I don't think they even have a tank. <laughs> like, they didn't have an exact date when it took place, right, but, but it was obviously like 50-something. Yeah, it could be. Late 50s, 50s early 60s, early 60s, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Still, black people cannot <laughs> sit with that. <laughs> yeah. So sad. <laughs> um. Yeah, so what were general impressions uh, or thoughts on the movie? Um, I loved it. Um, I thought they took a very simple, classic concept of a love story, or there's always those stories like free will, you know, like a a human and a creature, or, you know, of some sort. Um, But they took this very simple idea that we've seen before, and they portrayed it in a different way, and they explored different themes and ideas that I hadn't seen before, and... It was very beautiful visually. Um, the acting was stunning, and um, it's definitely something that I'm going to think about probably for the next week. <laughs> yeah, me too. I really loved it. Uh, most time, I was like laughing at it. Like I like the language they use. <laughs> yeah, I really liked that. Um, and picture was very nice. Also, it wasn't dragging. It was very quick. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. That's the another thing I give a lot of credit for the screening. It's like it was going on and going on, and and it has good storyline to it. Mm-hmm. So we all get get we all. I don't know. I I I got all the like I. I did follow along everything besides this one scene we just talked about. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that a little yeah. bit later. Uh, yeah, I I really liked it too. This is actually my my second time seeing it, and I mean, as a a, a horror aficionado, especially to see the creature from the Black Lagoon in a love story, I just think is is really cool. Um, and I actually just watched the original Creature from the Black oh, Lagoon, which I'd never watched before, like a know. week or so I ago. Never um, it's it's very different. <laughs> <laughs> Can you um, see the zipper in the back? Hmm? Can you see the zipper in the back of the costume? <laughs> I wasn't watching that okay. closely, but it was it was a very fake rubber costume, um, and the damsel in distress and all the usual typical tropes from that. And like, eh, mm-hmm. but it was still kind of interesting, um, especially you know, as one of the classic Universal monster movies. But uh, back to the Shape of Water. Um, yeah, it, it was, just like Laura said, it was a, a classic tale told in a very, very much a different way than normal. Uh, you not only had, like, the, the love story, but, like, saving a, you know, creature, like, 
we've had free willy and things like that and this was very different from that they the uh the creature had was very human uh even though but but still a wild animal like the there was a scene where uh, sadly the one of the cats running around the apartment got eaten because <laughs> creature mm-hmm. was hungry you know but he he <laughs> he didn't know what he was too probably so right. mm-hmm. he didn't know like he didn't know what to eat because they never he that's only him like if there's not like many of like him yeah so he probably were confused by himself like do i do this or not and later on he realized that that's hurting their friend so he stopped doing that and mm-hmm. he was being gentle to his the other right. yeah right. so that was a very touch moment that i was like wow even he has the feeling and he understands mm-hmm. right. you know that mm. he's he do have a feeling and he understand that he he was actually in love with this woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think that's the another part that I was like very impressive like how the writer tried to like tell us and it got into the screen very like quick. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yes, I get that. <laughs> it's not mm-hmm. like they're not confusing. So yeah. I really mm-hmm. loved it. Yeah, and in addition to the the cat scene when the owner of the apartment discovers him, you know, eating the cat, he <laughs> yells at him and he runs away and scratches him, a uh, deep scratch in his in his arm, um, and later on is able to heal him. So he obviously, mm-hmm. like you were saying, he he understood um, right. that what he had done was wrong and was obviously mm-hmm. trying to fix. He was disappointed by himself and learning yeah. from his mm-hmm. friend. Yeah. So there is because he's the only creature, there's no discipline for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he learned it through the, his feelings and love of these people mm-hmm. that he have been exchanged with. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think that's the whole point, yeah. Unlike the uh, sadistic uh, government guy that he bit his fingers off, he did not heal him. No. <laughs> He didn't even touch. He didn't even want to touch him. <laughs> <laughs> he kept shocking with a cattle prod. I can't really blame him. <laughs> All right. Before we move on, just the cat scene again. Mm-hmm. It was so touching to me when um, her neighbor, when he tells her, "Oh, um, he ate Pandora." But it's okay. Yeah. But it's okay. He didn't know any better. Like, there was this immediate, like, yes, of course that's sad. I'm a huge cat lover. Of course that's sad. But there was this immediate understanding that, like you were saying, he didn't know any better. He didn't know himself. He didn't know Mm -hmm. how to act in that situation. And that the neighbor was just so understanding of that. And Mm -hmm. then another thing that was so telling was... He with that statement, he was already humanizing the creature more than a cat. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It and like it was one of those aha moments in the movie for me. So I just wanted to yeah. throw that in there before yeah. we move on from the cat I scene. Her, yeah, that's what I was keep on telling you guys. I really love that scene also because that's when all the like like all the main points. Like okay, so they do understand each other. They are they are he already shared the moment with the creature after before that happened. So after he had his cat eaten by the creature, he understood him. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was a very touching moment. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's he's more than a creature. He shared yeah. the same 
filling with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really like that too. And I actually had forgotten that scene from the first time oh. um, that he had said, oh, "He's just a wild animal. What else we could we've expected from him?" But it was like, wow, that's that's really understanding. Not many people, I, I think, would have, you know, they would have been upset. Or and he was just like, oh, you know, it's one of those things. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and I think it's because himself are also okay. I think that's why he understood him better because he knows he never also is back in day. He probably was in the closet. So he never had anyone who disciplined himself being gay. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the another part that he understood the creature better mm-hmm. than the other human being. Yeah. Because he have the same, like, same experience, I would say. Because mm-hmm. he had no one to this plane to being gay. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and this creature, he have no one. He never had anyone. He mm-hmm. don't have anyone like him either. So, mm-hmm. I think that's the same point that writer trying to like make a connection to make that uh, cat scene to connect mm-hmm. with this too. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. that that's why we're still talking about it. It's very <laughs> touching moment. Yeah, yeah, it's very deep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, this is very deep, and yeah. but I was laughing at whole time. It's not like <laughs> sad or serious or like you know. Mm-hmm. But it's like the language they put it. It was like I really loved it. Like I was laughing at the whole time, but mm-hmm. it's very deep movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's yeah. Yeah, each each character. Um, the the cleaning woman is mute, and the the artist, her neighbor, is is gay. The and also black friend, one of my coworkers, right? And she doesn't fit any mm-hmm. of the country at that point because the time of the year. Yeah. So mm-hmm. everybody has their own individual like things going on mm-hmm. and they like they all but they're all the same we're like same human being and even though you're a creature you can't be a human being you look different we could judge them but we all the same mm-hmm. so I think yeah. that's the point they tried to tell yeah. us yeah mm-hmm. and I think coming from a um, a perspective of adversity uh, where you had the again the the gay neighbor and the mute woman who both felt very alone. Lonely, they really um, just had each other, mm-hmm. but that wasn't. They needed more than that. They needed you know more of a connection with other people. Right. Mm-hmm. And and that's what the partially what the creature was able to give them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, so the the mute woman. I, why can't I think of her name in the story? Her character name. Eliza. Yeah. Yeah. Eliza. Um, <laughs> um, one of the most powerful scenes that she had for me was when she had her neighbor repeat back everything she mm-hmm. was saying. When she was mad, yeah. And she said this whole thing that, you know, he looks at me as if I'm not lacking anything. Because everybody else who interacts with her, even people, her best friends that care about her still look at her like there's a piece of you missing that you're not whole you're not normal and you could say that about anybody that's not you know a a straight white male especially Mm -hmm. during you know the late 50s early 60s or whatever that was that you know you are 
lacking. You, you know, society is telling them that you are not normal and you are not allowed she these used things. The, she and used the word that incomplete. Yeah, that incomplete. Mm-hmm. That idea of being yes. So I like the language they're using. I did. T- it was very powerful yes. and very telling. Yes. Uh huh. So that moment, I was like, she was. I kind of do understand some of the sign language. <laughs> that's what I was laughing at. It. Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> um, but uh, yes, she did say incomplete. That's when I was like, I was kind of like getting tears. I'm like, oh yeah, I totally like, you know, well, and if you think of it, I'm. I'm incomplete too. Like you know, no one is perfect. Sure. Yeah. So like, who is? Mm-hmm. But like you said, every people, even though like her best friend, like who is treating her as like like disability, you know, that yeah. she can communicate with other without sign language. So yeah, um, I totally agree. And um, but then I trying to make a point like I like the word they use the language they use and as like incomplete in that Mm. moment so that moment that word just like hit me yeah it just like hit um yeah so uh, along with that there was the um I kind of lost my train of thought. Um, it's gone. You were asking <laughs> about the man who lost his fingers, the bad guy earlier. Yeah. Did we want to talk about him? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk about him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, he and sometimes with villains, especially um, especially with Michael, other characters Michael Shannon has played, like mm-hmm. he was Zod and like Man of Steel and. Oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> um, he. He's kind of a, a, he can be a generic villain, and he, he has to, you know, that stern face for it. But they gave him a little bit of depth here. Mm-hmm. So he had some reasoning behind his thought processes, and part of that was the time period as well. Yeah, um, I, I do agree with it. It's mm-hmm. about that time period he was at, and he grew up as like men like that right. as a military mm-hmm. and the way he grew and the way the ear that make him you know it's not if it's a this day it's like oh no <laughs> <laughs> yeah it could be a problem but you know in a back in day everybody was like him and i think he grew up with the expectation from the country like that so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not really like I'm not really being judge of his character because, like, we just. That's why I wanted to make a comment about the year there in the movie because it's mm-hmm. like early right. 50s and 60s. Right, and yeah, so, that's definitely important for yes, some of the yes. setting uh, mm-hmm. and some of the attitudes people had and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think what I was going to say was. Um, uh, Eliza's friend Zelda was, mm-hmm. was that her name? Yeah, Zelda. Yeah, Zelda. Um, she she was just kind of like talking at at Eliza. She wasn't really talking to her. 
she was just of course that's oh, partially her yes, her personality as well but, but I, I feel like yeah but I kind of get that also because she's also a black woman and mm-hmm. no one really talking to her so she probably never learned how to talk to each other so she think that's the way I'm thinking maybe she's because she never like she's also black like I said we have to make the point of that the point I'm making it she always have people talk at her not to her that's true so she never learned how to make a friend Mm -hmm. who's not African American to know how to make a conversation so like again like that's so that's what I kind of see things like, you know, the time of the year, the very mm-hmm. important and the background, where the character come from, mm-hmm. that's also important. So that's how I understand and kind of connect her character is. So, but that was a good point. I kind of felt the same. And then yeah. I think this way, like, you know, she never yeah. have person who talked to her. I think you're probably right, especially like with uh, the interaction between her and her husband was very similar as well. Right, they don't you know, talk. Shut up and do as you're told. Right, <laughs> they're they're actually talk at yeah. each other, not talk to each other. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was like, very oh wow, you know, mm-hmm. this could be another thing. Like maybe the high school kids could see it because <laughs> 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 you know those days, like these days, we don't really talk to each other. We text each other. Then we're just like telling at each other, (laughs) just informing each other. Sure. So yeah, that's the another thing I see those um, connection between those um, friendship. That Mm -hmm. when you mention, Mm -hmm. they're not really talking to each other. So the the relationships and on the movie were all really well done. They feel they felt Mm -hmm. real. They did. Especially the, even when you know the creature gets brought into the home and the neighbor is like, "Oh wow, he's beautiful," mm-hmm. you know, it's, um, and he he also forms an attachment to this creature who really can't communicate, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, other than you know by by scratching him and. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, think, and making those guttural noises. <laughs> I think. Um, I think that he tried to make a friend because I he himself is also alone and lonely, mm-hmm. had no friend. So he tried to. I feel like he tried to entertain the um, creature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At that point, because he tried to make that sound yeah. to make communicate. Mm-hmm. So he tried to be a friend, and that was really touch moment that I felt mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I really like all the same. <laughs> yeah, and he's also been tasked to kind of keep an eye, right? Him, keep him from mm-hmm. from wandering off, which unfortunately he did anyway. But <laughs> <laughs> for the for the most part, he he did all right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he was sketching, and uh, it seemed like the the creature also saw the beauty in the sketches as well. Seemed to have an appreciation for right. them when mm-hmm. yeah. he went and was looking at them. Um, it was just, yeah, really, really well done. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've always enjoyed Guillermo del Toro's work, but I, I really think he outdid himself this time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and 
I think the woman that played Eliza might have been the little girl from Pan's Labyrinth. I thought she was the Or was nurse. she the Mercedes? I thought she was Mercedes. Okay, okay. Because when I was looking at her this time, I wasn't sure. I thought I had it over there and I could check. Oh, whatever. I'd have to dig. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's somewhere in there. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's Mercedes okay. that she was. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, yeah, I, uh, do we have any, any closing thoughts or anything else that, um, you want to talk about? Oh, we should talk about the, the dance number. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay, Um, yeah. So the first time I saw that, I, I liked it, um, and... I was like, oh, that, that's nice, nice little daydream. Um, but my friend was like, oh, that didn't work for me. That was a little jarring. She's like, I like the rest of it, but I'm not sure about that. I scene. agree with that. I feel like <laughs> why, why is the lava line coming out now? <laughs> so that just that one scene kind of like ruined, like kind of pulled you out of it, right? I'm like, just that one scene. I'm like. They didn't know how to put it in a different way, like, along with this movie. It was just like, like, la, la, la. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, like, that's a good, that's a good way to, it was very much like la, la, la. Yeah, I was like, uh, I was confused. So that's what I was asking you guys. I'm like, did I miss anything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think they were, you know, trying to make the connection of the neighbor would watch, you know, the performers on TV and... Mm-hmm. But that was something the neighbor was more into than Eliza. Like, she would watch it, and then she, like, tried to tap dance, Mm -hmm. and that was kind of a cute moment. But I didn't get the idea that, like, she really was identifying or trying to put herself into the shoes of these people. So I feel like they were trying to get at something there, but... But It didn't work out for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was was okay. It didn't ruin the movie. No, no, no. I love it. I love that. But yeah, I I felt like if there's another way, if they had other idea, like you know, I wanted yeah. to see what was other idea, but that wasn't a good choice. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but uh, yeah, overall, like I really loved it. I think I could watch it again. <laughs> um. So before, as a closing, what were our thoughts about the ending? So. For instance, throughout the movie, we see that Eliza has these scratches on her Mm -hmm. neck that she says she got when she was a little girl. We also have a clue that she was found by the water. By the river, yep. By the river, and nobody kind of knows her origin. Mm -hmm. So it does allude to the idea that she is... One of the creatures. One of the creatures. That's what I was understanding, and I kind of felt like they wanted to be close with to make us a think like open thinking that we all one of a creature so we all Mm. human beings are we have different abilities we speak different language we're from different places i think they try to like what i connect to myself to the movie was okay i'm the one i could be the one of those uh, 
like you know creature you know <laughs> mm-hmm. so i could be her i could be him you know they could judge me but we all same like we all have same feeling and we all do have a moment that we care each other mm-hmm. so that's how i kind of connect myself to the movie for the ending <laughs> yeah and i think I'm not sure I picked up on it as much the first time I watched it, but I definitely thought this time, especially the scenes where she's in the tub and, you know, some of her morning routine stuff. Yeah. It's like, oh, maybe they were alluding to that a little more. Um, And especially when they said, oh, we found her by the river and, you know, the The slashes in her throat. And And then like she she died, like, you know, that skirt opens up like a fish that Mm -hmm. she could be in the water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he basically somehow allowed her to have gills, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so that they could. He's a well, He's a I'm not sure if they could be together because I don't know if the human body can like withstand <laughs> to be in water, you know, a lot. But um, but what I understand, she's not. <laughs> she's yeah. not a human. He's mm-hmm. like. Yeah. I was thinking when she had that little thing open. Uh-huh. I'm like, maybe she is the one of the... Maybe. One of him. (laughs) Yeah, maybe something happened when she was a child. Maybe maybe she is the result of one of those creatures made with another Mm -hmm, human. mm -hmm. And her gills were either didn't form properly or closed up. And it Mm -hmm. messed up her voice as well. Mm -hmm. That's... Yeah, I hadn't really thought of that before, but <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I was like, when when the end, the when he kissed her and she got open, I'm like, okay, she's one of them. <laughs> I was like, getting it right there, I'm like, okay. <laughs> so yeah, I wasn't sure if he's if it was like a genetic change or, uh, like I said, like I just now realize that oh, you know, maybe she was. Yeah, Yeah, because like um, Laura said, um, the story behind her, no one knows where she's from. Mm -hmm. Or why she can't speak or anything. Uh, Like, they assume that the the scratches on her neck somehow, you know, damaged her voice box. But what if they were just malformed gills? Mm -hmm. (laughs) First, I thought she got abused because, you know, she's mute. And a lot of people are taking advantage of those people in back Mm -hmm. in the day. Not just like, you know, you can't talk, like a lot of women and all that. But later on, like I said, to the end, when she was in the water and he kissed it, it got open. I'm like, okay, she's one of the fish women. Yeah, any any other closing thoughts? No, not really. No. Um Really loved it. Um, I would recommend it to my other friends. I really like it is because it's not that violent. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't that violent as other movies, you know. It had it had it some has little, little yeah. bit of gore in it, but right. But it's not like it's not like those like hero movie like you know you put your gun in your face you know like Mm -hmm. have a like like you know those movie cut your body it's not like that so Mm -hmm. i like the way they put it like i said is very deep 
and serious topic, but mm-hmm. they made it really fun. Mm-hmm. Like the language they were using it, yeah. very easy to understand for all, like all age. <laughs> yeah, and I liked how the characters surprised me. Like, for instance, um, we didn't talk about the Russian spy at all, but Mm -hmm. his character was fascinating because generally when you see a movie and there is a Russian spy or a spy from the other side, Mm -hmm. they are evil. But here was somebody who was playing both sides or neither side. It was a little foggy, but he was a good guy. Like, I was rooting for him. He was a scientist first. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, he was, I think he, he was a scientist and... He wanted to become as a scientist. He chose to be. We mark his him as not a spy for anyone, just to be a science scientist, so that he could just like help this creature mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was really yeah. We forgot about his character. Yeah, yeah, yeah we did. Good, yeah, good that you mentioned. Um. Yeah. Yeah, the the other Russians were were quite evil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. those are stereotypical. But, I mean, but the Americans right. weren't much better though. So mm-hmm. really, it was anyone that wasn't involved with like the government were were okay. Yeah, like, the, the cleaning people and uh, the scientists and get uh, their their neighbor and uh, yeah, everybody was yeah. friendly. Yeah. Anybody who wasn't, like, overseeing some kind of governmental spying Mm. project, (laughs) we're all okay. Right. And one thing I noticed about this is it was very easy to compare this to Pan's Labyrinth because there's that same overarching, I guess, framework Mm -hmm. of the story of there's all this action, or, you know, in Pan's Labyrinth there was a whole war going on, or in this one, you know, this whole government, you know, arms race going right. on. the Cold War. And then the story is these people who are caught in the middle of it. These mm-hmm. seemingly insignificant, below the radar, who are affected by, or not affected by, or just dealing with what's going on. And right. I thought it, it's a really cool thing that I don't see in a lot of movies, but it, in his, yeah. yes. Right. <laughs> like yeah, del Toro. That was, yeah, that was a good point, and... I like the detail he put everything in the story. Yeah. And it was uh, framed a little bit, like Pam's Labyrinth was as well. Here's this tale of... and Of a but, princess. Yeah, of a princess. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not sure I, I quite grasped that the first time I watched it, but this time I'm like, ah, oh, it is kind of like Pam's Labyrinth. And even at the end, he's kind of like, oh, you can believe me or not, but I'm just telling you, this is what happened. Right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, I think we'll uh, we'll wrap things up. So, um, do we have anything you want to recommend? So, we've brought these movies up, I think, in a past film punch, and it's nothing super new, but I watched The Darkest Hour, and then two weeks later I watched Dunkirk, and watching those two movies as a pair is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, have you, Kim, have you seen either? Mm-hmm. So, The Darkest Hour is about Winston Churchill, and it's kind of the behind the scenes of the Dunkirk situation. Mm. Um, so, yeah, and more the political side of it, and you don't see the action. Mm-hmm. Dunkirk is the complete opposite. It's all the action yes. without explaining any of the political stuff. Right. And they're made by two completely different yeah. 
people, (laughs) but if you watch them side by side, Mm -hmm. like, as, like, a double feature, Hmm. like, I got this huge, like, amazing perspective of the situation and the complexities behind Hmm. it, so I recommend doing a double feature of those two movies. (laughs) That's interesting. I think I'm going to go see Darkest Hour next weekend. Okay. I saw Dunkirk a few months ago. Maybe I'll have to refresh my memory on it (laughs) before I go see Darkest Hour. (laughs) I'll catch up to it. Yeah. The weather gets nice. I think I could do it. <laughs> if I don't get sick again. <laughs> um, for me, I don't have any latest movie I have watched. But um, speaking of um, like the gay and the racism, I was watching Eight Sense. From Netflix, it's like a oh, season. Since eight. Mm-hmm. Since eight, yeah. yeah. Since eight, <laughs> I always say it in different. <laughs> yeah, I recommend that. It just, I think the it has a connection about the topic between this movie and that. Hmm. And um, I was just like thinking, just like old movie that I saw when I was like not young, but <laughs> like long ago, like Big Fish. I was like mentioning that to. Um, yeah. I yeah. So oh, you do because <laughs> I and then I was talking to them like none of my coworkers saw that. <laughs> I'm the only one who's talking about Big Fish. That that's also interesting movie that you guys wanted to like maybe check out. Um, just remind that movie to just watch Shape of the Water. I don't know why. <laughs> no, it definitely does because it's whole... the yeah. It's like the Big Fish is about the whole like creature word. Um, the dad had an experience talking to the son, so it's very it's very good movie that I really like and enjoy. So yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's a good one. It's yeah. been so long since I watched that. I, I think can't they remember, came out but, like two thousand six. Yeah, it's yeah. been a while. Or four. But I mean, I'm a Tim Burton fan, so I had to go see it. Yeah, <laughs> I remember enjoying it. I just don't remember much about it. You know what? I think I do have those like. I don't know if it's a tape movie, if it's DVD. I probably have DVD, but I, I don't know if I could find them. But, yeah, I I think I bought the DVD because I really liked it. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of in my collection, but it's in my mom's garage, so I don't know. <laughs> um, so I just went and saw Black Panther yesterday, which was, I, I loved it. The, the costumes and the soundtrack and, and everything were just amazing. Uh, and the story, the story was good too. It it kind of fell into some of the standard superhero tropes, but it was still done in a, an interesting and engaging way. Mm-hmm. So I I really liked it. Um, it's definitely worthy of the praise that it's received. I, agree. I was I was really impressed with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and those uh, those warrior women really gave the Amazon women <laughs> a run for their money. I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be a crazy battle to see. Wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and um, that's one just comment I have is you, you said that it's it's nothing that you, I, well, has a lot of the same superhero tropes, mm-hmm. which I think is okay to have that sometime. Sure. Like, Absolutely. Like in this movie, yeah. Shape of Water, that's a basic framework of a story yeah. that we've seen before. But, you know, they make it different. Yeah, and it's a dip. And like I said, <laughs> the language they're using were very 
very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and like it's mm-hmm. easy to watch it. It's not like too blurry mm-hmm. or too violent. I think that's what it is yeah. because mm-hmm. we see those like those hero movies and they're always shooting, killing, save someone, you know, all that. Mm-hmm. But this one is more than saving someone. <laughs> it's more like share how to how to like love each other, how to care each other, how to share their feeling as a human being. Mm-hmm. So it's very thick. Yeah, it's it's all in the execution. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's lots of movies that are about similar themes and topics. Mm-hmm. It's the way that it tells the story that that really matters. I think. Yeah, yeah. And I just wanted to say that for any listeners, because I know there's some haters about <laughs> right. the, the Black Panther movie, and I just wanted to put that out there as ammo <laughs> to fight against the hater, haters. It's okay to have a basic framework. Yes. Yeah. So yes. fight the haters. Like, <laughs> like everybody have different tastes, but you know, if you don't like it, you don't have to say it too loud. If you like it, you don't have to sh- like say it too loud. We get it. Just like <laughs> share it to each other. Don't get too obsessed with that you don't like or you like. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, okay, and with that, I I think we're we're done. So. Um, Join us next time when we may do Harvey, or I'm kind of wondering about doing Annihilation. I've heard <gasps> some interesting things about that. Yes. <laughs> no, I really want to, because I read the book, oh. and I want to see the movie. It's up there. I read the book a few months ago, and I want to see the movie, because the book is... I've heard some is really what, good. Is what the F. Like, yeah. you no, know, it's like I don't know what I read, <laughs> and I want to see this movie and talk about it with people well, because I don't know what the F is <laughs> happening in that well, book. What, what is that about? I can't tell you. <laughs> no, I don't like, know. It's like mystery, like crime. It's, it's like a sci-fi kind of thing, sci-fi. isn't it? <laughs> It's, uh, <laughs> give me the cover. Sure. She's yeah. reading the cover of the book. <laughs> um, no, it's a it's a sci-fi about four women who are on an expedition into this um, weird enclosure that's enclosed by some sort of alien force field, mm-hmm. and they go in there, and it's a story about um, like biologically there's just some weird anomalies with like just the plant life and everything there hmm. there's also some problem issues with um just their s- psyche like you know are they going crazy or they're uh-huh. not going crazy so it's kind of like a very heady mental game like you don't know who to trust and you don't know if what they're seeing is real and then there's just real some effed up imagery um, that's kind of compelling just because it's really bizarre. Yeah, and <laughs> and I kind of got that from watching the trailer. I'm like, this could be, if you know, if, if there's good buzz about this once it comes out, this could be an interesting one to film punch. And it's, I'm been hearing a lot of good things about it. So yeah, like, hmm. no, I really want <laughs> to do that. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, we'll I'd see that. Try and make that happen for sure. Um, yeah. So join us next time for that, and I think we're going to do Isle of the Dogs. As well, <laughs> I I just nice. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure that Neil will join us for that one because he loves Wes Anderson. Um, but yeah, if uh, you can find us on Twitter at Film Punch Meetup, and if you'd like to <clears throat> email suggestions, um, you can contact us at filmpunch at gmail dot com, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>